Hi guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You're with your, I really need to find a, um, an actual phrase for us. Tantalising trio. Do you know what that came to mind? <laughs> <laughs> the tantalising trio. You have me, Jerry, the lovely Diane and the lovely Clar- Clarissa. Sorry. Well, I don't know why all my words are messed up today. How are you guys doing? All good. We're all good over here, thank you. How's your two how's your week been? Dan, do you want to go first? Oh, do you know what? I'm all right. The usual. The usual, guys. Uni life. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. I'm good. I can't lie. The weather's getting brighter. I'm going to say slightly warmer, but, you know, maybe not. But, yeah, I can't complain. This week has been... It's been quite up and down, but it's been good. It's been good. Let's remain positive. It's been good. So let's see what happens for the rest of the week. That's it. Onwards and upwards. Definitely. Definitely. How's your course going, Diane? (laughs) (laughs) It's almost done. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm just trying to make myself and kind of book stuff because now we're being almost released from prison. (laughs) <laughs> I am trying to like book stuff so that I have things to look forward to. Oh, definitely. Go get your brunches in where possible. This is it. So if anyone catches me coming out of bottomless brunch, falling down, don't look at me. I've been going of through course. it. Of course. Of course. Saying that, Boris has given us the go ahead that we can start eating inside from next week and a few other things. I don't know what else. I just saw that, you know, we can yes, go inside no, now. So I am happy good. and cinemas can open. Cinemas, pubs, hotels will open. Weddings and funerals can have up to 30 people. Um, You can now hug. I don't know if people have stopped hugging, but you can apparently now hug. Fair. Didn't realise that was a that had stopped. Can't lie. Uh, yeah, neither did I. Did anybody really not hug? Like, let us know. Were people still how, elbowing? How do, you guys, how do you guys feel about it? Do you think this is the end? I can't lie I want to be out outside in the sun where the sun and the heat reside that's where I want to be um I'm actually quite happy about it because we need to get back to some sort of normality fair enough fair, well, fair enough you know fair enough life is never going to be as it was pre-covid but we need to get down we need to no, reduce I think it will go back to normal in the sense that COVID is now a new flu. Yeah. If we're being honest, it, I think there was so much panic because no one understood it mm-hmm. and no one knew how to manage it, if that makes sense. No, now, that's they've, fair. now they've put in a preventative measure like the vaccine. Now they're promoting all this being clean and hand washing, what we should have been doing anyway. Um, I feel like you have to learn to live with it. How long can the country stop? it can't there'll be no society left I think no you're definitely and, right um, well like I can't lie I mean it's the death toll in England I think is 127,000 for the whole of the UK mm-hmm. um, out of a population of 66 million so when you look at it like that we haven't done know, too bad well no not even half a million have died which sounds I don't even need to sound horrible and no offense to anyone that's lost anybody but it's quite a controlled number. I think it's enough of a number to start telling people we need to be normal again. 
Yeah, but we do need to be normal because even things like, for example, like babies that were born last year have never met other children. And oh. even like animals, where like, yes, they'll be going on walks and stuff, but where they'll be usually be able to like roam free and no one cares. They've been kept at home because no one wants to set, <clears throat> sorry, no one wants to set anyone free. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's quite nice to be honest. I'm really looking forward to it. Sadly, I'm not going to be one of those people that will be out there midnight, 17th of May. That will not be me. But I look forward to just going back to restaurants and doing normal things because I can't lie. The rain and the weather we've been having, eating outside is not an option. It isn't at all. (laughs) It's not for the faint-hearted, that's all I'm going to say. No, like we've been doing it to... Because, you know, we haven't been doing it at all, but... Yeah, the sake of going out and leaving your home. Exactly, but otherwise, that's not where I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be inside where the warmth is. But, yeah, but no, I'm looking forward I, to it. I think I need to get out because I just feel like the more I stay in, the more my social anxiety is just going to go through the roof. I this think I is need it. to kind of dip it in the bud now and start to normalise being with other people and being social surroundings. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I can't lie. The one place I'm not going to is to the club. Because in my head, I still don't understand why I'd want to be in a space for 25 people with 100 people. Do you guys get where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. But I kind of feel like it's going to be quite interesting because usually in the clubs, they wouldn't put a lot of aircon on so you'd all get dehydrated and have to buy lots of drinks. And now they have to. <laughs> it defeats the purpose of raving i guess yeah. they're all upset now well i think the day parties are going to be the ones that are gonna be in control they're gonna be the ones that make the money oh for sure i can't lie you can't go wrong with a good day party i don't know whether this is because i'm getting older but give me a good day party and let me continue afterwards and go home at midnight and the following morning that i'll be is- a good woman <laughs> Trust me, and then you can go home and sleep at normal times. But yeah, but now I'm looking forward to things releasing. I can't wait for June the 21st to come and we can just live our lives. And live our lives with no restrictions. But no, it's a good thing. It definitely is a good thing. It really is. And I think, like Carissa said, in terms of like anxiety and mental health, People need to be integrated back into mixing with people, not being scared of someone, not feeling responsible for making somebody sick. Yeah. You know, um, just normal interaction that we as humans are born to do. Definitely. And even following with that, that's pretty much this week's topic. As many of you might know, this week is Mental Health Week nationwide. I won't say worldwide, but I don't know um nationwide and yeah we just wanted to talk about mental health and I can't lie I think this topic itself brings a lot of anxiety for a lot of people oh yeah because we are now coming back to some somewhat normality and having people back having a large number of people back in spaces or people getting close to you and things like that how are you guys feeling about it I I think I'm a bit nervous and 
nervous in the sense that I feel like I'm going to be thinking, oh crap, what if I bring it home now? What if I bring it home now? What if I bring it home? And then also, I think the pressure of now, see, this is the thing, it's like I want to get out, I want to mingle with people, I want to normalise social settings, but then I feel like I have this pressure of doing that. So the anxiety of doing that, the pressure of meeting people and the, and the worry of bringing it back home, Do you think the worry outweighs the FOMO? And what about, what I mean by FOMO is like the fear of missing out. Because we haven't done these things for such a long time. Yeah, I think so. I think the worry outweighs the FOMO. And like you said, because we haven't done it, and because we've done it for a while now, I think a lot of people are more used to saying, no, I don't want to attend. Yeah. So I think... So I think a lot of people, which is a good thing as well, because a lot of people are going to learn to say no and not be, you know, like not they're not try and please people as they probably were doing before. Yeah. But yeah, the worry definitely outweighs the FOMO, and in a way, it's good practice that we start to say no, but mm-hmm. also it's bad practice because then we don't know how many people are going to be just sheltering themselves now for no reason. True, and in terms of like sheltering ourselves, that's also, I guess, a a cause for concern because you don't want to. You not saying that people don't shouldn't be make that. Let me start again. Not that shouldn't people. Wow, Geraldine, what is wrong with your words? I'm so sorry, guys. Not that people shouldn't make informed decisions, and you know, if they want to stay home, they can. But then I think it's also the anxiety of just mixing with the world. And not knowing. I've kind of just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry, guys. No, I get what you mean. I think for me, yeah, personally, I'm a grandma. So even before this pandemic and before COVID, I wasn't someone that was going out all the time and back to back had motives to attend. Mm-hmm. I would only go out if I have to go outside. Otherwise, we meet me in my house. So. Fair. I feel like for me, because I've still been going to work, I've still been leaving my house, nothing much has changed apart from seeing people that I choose to see. So like my friends and my family. Yeah. So am I anxious about it? No, I'm not in that sense. I think what's kind of making me anxious is vaccine passport conversations or seeing people so scared to do things because it's been indoctrinated in them that if you have been out and you go home and you and that person's sick, you're uncomfortable. I think yeah. that's a very big weight to give people and very unfair because we can all get sick from anything and anywhere. Yeah. But I think that's this is like what was happening last year when when you know COVID was at rife. Because like for example, we purposely weren't like for us that were healthcare workers, I don't know about like, some of our listeners, but I was making sure like I didn't interact with family when I came from work. Like I was literally decontaminating and spending time in my own space just so that I wouldn't infect anyone else. Not that I had, not that I had it, but do you get what I mean? I lived in a hotel. So for like three, four months at the height of the first lockdown, I wasn't even staying at home. Yeah. You know, to keep them safe, to keep the family safe. And in our family's case, the shielder, 
got COVID and everyone else who leaves the house didn't get COVID. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you're in a between a rock and a hard place. But in regards to this being Mental Health Awareness Week, the government needs to do a lot. They need to put a lot into mental health services. They need to mm-hmm. put into creating some kind of well-being centres, something visible where people could go and access help because we've seen a lot of suicide go up, yeah. um, a lot of anxiety and depression. Definitely. Um, and that's all as a result of the lack of social interaction, the fear. People mm-hmm. have been gripped by fear. Um, of this virus and just so scared that god if I even touch that I'm gonna get it and I might die definitely even in line with what you were saying even for us as like NHS workers there were so many of us that have experienced such trauma such uh, such traumatic things that it's not just down to COVID but it's also like the experience of like spending time away from your family not be able to be able to be around like your, your normal friends and depending on where you were it's depending on what you were seeing and that alone came with its own, its own issues. You know what gave me some anxiety? So when the first outbreak happened, so the clinic closed, and we were we were technically redeployed, but we didn't know where we were going. So the setup was we were going every day from nine a.m. and you were literally chosen on the day whether you were staying in clinic doing telephone triage or whether you would go on to the COVID board. And that was gut-wrenching because every day you went in, you didn't know whether you were staying, whether you were going, you didn't know what ward you would go on. And some people were even going on to ITU at that point. Like, you just didn't know. Um, and you just felt so unsettled. You just felt like there was no backing from your matron or ward managers. I remember I went on a COVID ward, and please tell me why there was dental nurses there. I mean, no offense to any dental nurse, but it's just out of the field. They were on a COVID ward with very sick patients, loads of dental nurses. I mean, God, God knows how they felt, but yeah, it, it, was just, it was just manic during the first period. No, I definitely agree with you. And also, just like you were saying, in terms of it wasn't just... Clarissa that was going through that like there was a lot of other places like I had a lot of friends that were elsewhere that were just being coming that were just coming to work and being told you are going to a COVID ward or you're going to this ward or that ward and it's like you can't prepare like if I knew I was going back to if I was chosen to, on that shift to go to a certain ward at least I can prep but then once you get to work and you know you're being told no you're the one that's been chosen you're go- I'm going to adults or you're going to X, Y, and Z would. It's and, and I think for me as well, that's kind of taking advantage of the organizational culture of the NHS where you you know that you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't feel that you can say no. Yeah. And you've now been put in a position where you can't say no, where you have to go. Yeah. And that isn't fair. Not at that, all. That's not fair. Can you imagine Sam sitting in the handover room thinking, God, I might have to go there. And the fear of saying no and then being made to look like you're not a team player and then feeling bad that someone else has gone on your has gone and you haven't gone, it, it plays havoc on your emotional and your mental health. I can't even imagine. No, definitely. Like, I, for me, it was just coming to work and being told you're going to adults, but adults was at adult A&E 
was like rife with COVID. Everyone was query COVID, query COVID, query COVID. We're doing things that are completely out of our remit because I don't know why people never believe this. Pediatric nursing and adult nursing are very different. The skills we are taught are very different. Yes, the body is somewhat the same, but it isn't. Yeah. So the skills that you possess, yes, there are lots of transferable skills that you can use anywhere. But in terms of like even knowing like the parameters for adults and stuff like that, like, yeah, I know them, but you're now being made to lead departments that you're not even sure of to look look after patients with illnesses and things that you've never heard of. And people are looking at you to make a decision. That's something that weighs heavy in your chest because if something goes wrong, that's on you. Mm. I agree. And there was talk about, I think, I think during the first period as well, weren't they saying that, well, this is what I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but the NMC was saying if even if there was a drug error, and um, not that it would be overlooked, but basically no, more or less would be overlooked due to the situation that we're in, you know, and that really did not make me feel better. You know how we are, you know, we always need to cover ourselves, you know, we exactly. need to double check everything. But during that COVID period, it, 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 the anxiety you felt for your pin to yeah. make sure you weren't doing the wrong thing, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I actually have no words for it. It, it was just, you, you just, you would stand there and think, am I okay? Am I going to go home and know I did everything fine? Like, you really felt anxious about that. No, definitely. And I think whatever, if you weren't a nurse that was like a respiratory nurse or a generic adult nurse, if you don't know those things, going onto that ward and being told that like, you know, your drug errors and your mistakes will be overlooked is so dangerous because you've been taught right from uni or I'm guessing even on an access course, you have been taught that, you know, this is how things get dealt with. And because, yeah, we're in a pandemic, you know, everything's out the window, you still want to be able to deliver the best quality of care that you can. But how can you when you don't even know what you're looking after? Yeah, it's quite dangerous and it goes against best practice and good practice. And especially if you're these nurses who were student nurses who took on contracts to go and help, or if it was a HDA who's basically been trained up quickly so you can support, you're mm-hmm. learning bad habits. You're learning bad practice, basically. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of made me think, okay, so where was the contingency plan? Because I can't lie to you, in any organization, you need to think about all these never events. You need to preempt things happening. Yeah. And they clearly didn't. I mean, the government didn't because they've underfunded the NHS for t- over 10, 20 years. Um, the NHS as an organization didn't because they didn't have enough of what they needed yeah so it's that knock-on effect and and the problem is is that us as healthcare professionals we bear the brunt and we don't just feel it at work for 12 hours or for your eight hours or your twilights whatever you feel it when you've gone home and like you said you're reflecting on your shift did you do everything right did you even understand what you did you know when you explained that procedure to that that um family or to that patient did you really understand what you were saying you know did you give the correct answers are you confident in what you did? Can you go to court and say, I did this because of this? And this is it. And it's, it's it just leads to like, the anxiety and you can't rest because your mind's go, always going because you're thinking, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And that was never how you we know, were trained to be. 
know what? On that note, the bravery from the student nurses during that time, I mean, I admire them because we're, 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 we're graduated nurses. We've done our qualification, but they must have felt so much pressure to fulfill their duty as a student nurse. And it's not as if they had a right to say no. I felt like they weren't in a position where they even had a choice. And God forbid they did anything wrong. What backing would they have? That's it. Their qualification is done. Down Before the they even get it. Before they even get it. The risk that they took, not only for their own health, but for the qualification, for the degree. I mean, I personally don't know what backing they had. I don't know how the NMC would cover them. But knowing how the course works, as a student, we don't get much say. We don't have much power. And they'll probably say, well, you're a student. You know you shouldn't be working out of your remit, you know? Exactly. So Lord knows the anxiety, the worry, and the pressure they were under, you know. I feel bad for them. Definitely. And saying that, also including like the things that were going on, because all we were seeing on the news was death tolls, death tolls, death tolls, places understaffed, people burning out. And like the burnout for me was so real. That's probably why I've ended up in the community now. Whereas I know I have many, I'm not saying, well, let's say that it was about to sound like I was going to say all my friends who are nurses are all burnt out. But no, like people have worked so hard. Obviously, we don't do this job for recognition, but the burn like I think burnout is just as important as mental health some people even classify it as mental health because once you're burned out you don't have the capacity to be able to carry on Mm. and it's being able to recognize and react like I can't do this anymore I need a break I need a mental break from it all I need a physical break from it all I just can't do it I can't provide the best care that I need to be providing most definitely and I I also think that nurses or anyone else that works in healthcare but obviously I'm going to talk I guess more to the nurses is the fact that you cannot come and kill yourself for the NHS if you are not of right sound body and mind you can't nurse to the best of your ability you can't give 110% to your team and some and I think we're really bad at it we're bad at saying no and we're bad at stopping ourselves from doing things but you almost have to force yourself especially this last almost two years a bit you know, you need to be able to take a step back and say, I'm overwhelmed. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually awareness of self. Yeah. And I think this is, I want to say, I don't know if this is actually going to sound right, but I want to say, I think this is like one of the good things that has actually come out from this. Cause I think now people are actually taking the time out and saying, I can't do this anymore. I need a break. Yeah. Like we have worked, whatever field we have worked too hard. Like, and when I say we, I mean like, everyone whether it's people working from home people working in social like do you get what I mean like social service all the professionals that we come into contact with like we have done a tremendous job with little to give Mm. and like the last year to two years has been so stressful for everyone because let's be honest as great as it was seeing people work from home from the get-go it was great but people are hating life now that they're still working from home and haven't gone back in. And some people may never go back in, which I know some people are happy about that, but a majority of people aren't happy about that. Because mm. there's so much more than you miss when you're not with people. Like the social skills 
having mini conversations it's just quite isolating but I do think like this if anything if there's anything good that has come out of this is people recognizing and reacting like you know what I need a break I need a mental break away from this computer screen away from this work building this hospital whatever the setting I need a break I I just feel like go on Sorry, do you think working from home is healthy? Personally, this is all personal opinion. No. Do you feel why? Like, why? The reason I say no, as as great as it is that you can roll out of bed at 8.55 and start work at 9, it's not because you get into lazy habits. And obviously, if you have to work from home sometimes, I like I totally get that. But then you miss, like I, like I was saying, you miss the interactions with other people, getting to actually know your team. Like I started this job in December. No, wow, not December, in November. And I still haven't met the whole of my team. I don't even know who they are. Like, yeah, we will come together on staff meetings, but I couldn't tell you who half of them are. And I just think things like that, people should be in the office for. Like, yes, we're meant to come into the office twice a week and stuff, but you still never meet anyone. You're, you can only have eight people in my office at a time. And we have, like, 30 staff. Wow. So um, things... Go on. Sorry. And do you think you work longer? Do you think you work longer now? Do you think yeah. you have that work-life balance? No. If I'm in the office, I know 5pm, I'm out of there. Whereas if I'm working from home, I'm working from home from nine to five without any of the traveling or any of the extra things that you would do. And sometimes even later, because there's just work that needs doing. And I'll say, I think it was Diana was saying this too a while ago. I feel like when you, a day, maybe it wasn't Diane, but maybe say like a day you actually need to take a sick day. I feel bad because I'm working from home I should still be able to do this from my bed or or do you get what I mean instead of actually sitting up and do it properly and because we've got the luxury inverted commas of working from home I should be able to complete my work that's one of my personal struggles but it's something I'm learning to try and break out of doing like if I need some time off I need some time off like Diane teases me all the time like I used to be the bank queen Mm mm-hmm I've literally, that's cut back so much now that I'm literally taking it as easy as possible because I can't come in, I literally can't come and die for the NHS. I left one job because I was burnt out. I'm not trying to leave another that quickly because I'm burnt out from this. And also you can only do what you can do. And I think, you know, answering that question, it is to me not good for your mental health to work from home. Because where is your safe space where you just don't think about work? This is it. You don't have one anymore. And to me, again, it's another way of the organisation taking advantage of that. You know, we're going to push our workers to work even more indirectly. You know, and and all it starts off with, I'll just check my emails before I go to bed. Or I'll just finish up those notes later. Or it's a Saturday, a day of rest if you're a Monday to Friday worker. But you're sat on your kitchen table doing work and you're not paid. That's not on the clock. Exactly. But because you know you've got a deadline or you've got work to finish, here you are doing it. But like you said, where is your rest? Where's your time away from it? 
like yeah. I'm I can't lie when it comes to like my work emails I'm very bad with it so I have it on my personal phone and I have it on my work phone but it got to a point that it was literally killing me having it on my work phone I still have it on there because I'm a psycho and sometimes I'll make you I girls laugh. God, pardon? So I'll make you girls laugh talking about work I enrolled, it was from April last year to August, I enrolled myself for a disability assessor role. Honestly, the working from home life killed me. I resigned after three months. I wow. resigned after three months. I couldn't take it anymore. But this is it. You're, and I was working from 8am till about 10pm, the worst. Wow. As great as the money probably was, some things are just not worth it. So I've just made sure like all my notifications are off. Unless I click onto that email, onto those emails, I won't see them. And just like Clarissa said, it's just not worth it. No. It's really not. Like your safe space, your time, your everything. It's really not. Like I remember with my ex-boyfriend, when he became um ward manager, and even when he was deputy ward manager. He would check his emails, like he'll be checking the emails, and with and I'm there, and I'm and, and I love attention, and I'm thinking I'm no, like why are you checking it now? Like you've been at work, why do you need to look? Okay. At you know, you've been checking it all day, and you're still checking it when you yeah, get home. What are you looking at it for? Like take a break from it, and I, I and I can understand. I mean, he was passionate about his job, but mate, you need a break. You don't check your email. This is it. Like you and need a break. That sounds really harsh, but to me, you, you, you are you own yourself. If that makes sense. You're your own body. You're your own mind. You're your own soul. If you don't look after yourself, I'm very sorry. Newsflash: nobody will look after you. Well, definitely, especially in the NHS, ain't no one gonna take yeah. care of you. And you need to prioritize you, because if you don't, you'll be used and abused, and all you'll get is a clap on the doorstep on a Thursday, or an automated email sent to you from NMC thanking you. No one's going to say, oh, do you know what? Don't come in today because you've, you've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. No. You know, you know, like other jobs where they might give them like a, a hello day, a day where they get like a bonus. We don't get that. Yeah. Saying that also, I think even working from home, I've only done it since, what, November? But even, like, I can see, this is going to sound so silly, but I can even see, like, my own health depleting. Because I'm spending so much time behind a computer, I feel bad for taking breaks. I feel bad for coming off the screen. Like, mm. and mentally, it's pain on my mind. Like, I may say to myself, okay, I'm going to take a half an hour break, step away from the computer screen, go and make some lunch or go for a walk. Ask me how many times it's actually happened. Sis. I can't tell you. And these things are just playing on my mind because I'm then... By the time I actually finish what I'm doing, my brain is mush. And I'm mm. sitting here, like, literally pulling out my hair, like, I can't do this. This is it. I can't lie. This is what makes me miss clinical, I have to say. Because you're actually going somewhere. You actually have something to do. Like, mm. yes, it would have been online still, like, doing your documentation and stuff. But I'm out of the house. I'm walking around doing all sorts, like... Legit, there are some days, the moment I sit on my computer chair, I'm not getting off unless I need to, unless I need a toilet, I'm not getting off till 5pm or later. 
because they're just things that need doing and in my head I'm like you need to get stuff done you need to get stuff done you need to get stuff done so what what I would want to know is how how can we strategize prioritizing ourselves as healthcare professionals what can we do in the spirit of mental health awareness week what can we do what systems can we put in place so that we're protecting our mental health actual quality time for yourself daily like mm. I know it's all yeah. good and well they say to you if you're behind a computer screen you should only spend 50 minutes and but sometimes that can't happen but even if it's after a meeting and you don't have another meeting for another half an hour turn off the laptop or turn off the computer and step away and like those times I try to not look at my phone also because let's be honest our phone and mini are pretty much mini computers anyway mm. and yeah probably actually go for that walk because what I found was if I'm in the office I always make sure that whenever it's my lunch break after I've had lunch or or I haven't eaten I'm gonna go out and get food I go out and go for a walk whether it's a 10 minute walk or 20 minute walk because I need to get out of the office so why am I not doing the same at home Mm. it's that way it like clears you and prepares you for what's about for what you're about to do just writing down the stuff that you like, like your personal interests. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they get into work mode, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, and they forget about themselves. They forget about themselves as a person and your personal interests, and you do lose yourself a bit. So I think it's important to maybe just look at the stuff that you like, look into the music that you like, look even some personal shopping, just stay true to who you are and don't get lost in work yeah what would you say Diane um I would say give yourself a day in the week that belongs to you um and make sure that that time it could be four hours in that day it could be the whole day and choose an activity or something you enjoy and dedicate that time just for you it could be having interrupted uninterrupted sleep it could be going for a massage it could be taking a drive to like another city or just taking a, a train to another city and going to, and having coffee alone and just having peace and quiet um I would say learn when, learn to say no as well mm-hmm. because if you're if you're a yes 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 person you don't prioritize yourself naturally no and people just keep piling extra stuff on you that you don't need yeah so I feel like you need to be able to say no and not feel bad about it um personally I'd also say to people if you want to protect your mental health is talk about what's on your mind if you have someone that you trust that you can share with open honest communication can prevent a lot of built up and a lot of built up how can I say like um struggles mm-hmm they could be things you're going through, but you're just keeping it all in. And, and that's what is bothering you. That's what's at the back of your mind. That's what's stopping you from sleeping. That's what's stopping you from enjoying doing things. Um, so if you can afford it, I think people should get a therapist personally. I think from personal experience. Um, because we see a lot, we do a lot. And I feel like healthcare professionals, we go into it because we're caring and compassionate people. And we tend to hold those roles in our personal lives as well yeah um we're kind of people's go-to even in our personal lives so you, you take a lot on 
without you even realizing you do it. And sometimes you need someone who doesn't know you for you to offload off of. And you don't have to pay for it privately. Know the NHS offer these kind of services. So access your wellbeing service in the NHS. Find out what's available to you in your trust. Yeah. And, you- and from what I know about us- utilizing the ser- these services in your trust, they will not contact your line manager and things like that. Like it's definitely very much so confidential. So it becomes your safe space. But these things are there and, you know, people don't use them. So utilize them mm. if needs be. And there's no shame in struggling with your mental health. And I think that's a big stigma that still continues to be rife in society, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people feel like, if from, let's say from a healthcare perspective, well, I should cope, I should manage. I have this job, I do this, I do that. I should be managing. But no, you're still a human being. You, you're still somebody outside of your identity as a nurse or a doctor or a physio or a midwife. Exactly. And you still have your own lives to live um, once your job, once your day job is over or night job, whatever way you want to see it. Yeah. But honestly, I can't, ag- I can't agree more with everything that you guys have said. So I think that pretty much sums us up for today. However, before we go, because I don't know if I mentioned it, this week is International Nurses Week. Yeah. And Yay! the 12th is International Nurses Day. So, you know, we celebrate us all, who all the nurses privately, NHS, worldwide, like we have done an amazing job over the last year. And as I always say, not to forget the others that we also work with, but praise the nurse any nurse they wait they work very hard <laughs> damn right we do but we love it though we do love damn it. right we do we do we do definitely with yeah. a lot of pay rise as well but hey ho <laughs> <laughs> we can hope we can hope and dream hopefully they will actually listen to us one day and actually pay I us what we deserve for the 12 percent if only if only but no so enjoy this week we will put up some um mental health charities and contact details and as we always say our email addresses and our instagrams are always open if people want to talk share we are here and as always you can always reach us on at the nursing handover podcast on instagram for us personally for clarissa it's at clarissa ferrara for me, it, Geraldine, it's at Jellybean with three L's and two A's. And for Diane, it's at DD Lutz with a Z at the end. And if you want, you can also hit us up on Twitter. And our Twitter handle is at un- the underscore handover. So feel free to hit us up and we will always be here. So until next week, guys, enjoy the week. <laughs> enjoy the freedom Bye, that we're about to receive. But yeah. <laughs> Chris is ready to go, Pete. He's ready to go. Uh, uh, I didn't know what was coming up next. I didn't know. So my bad. My no worries at all. No worries at all. But no, guys, enjoy your weeks. Have, have a blessed week. And yeah, chill out, stay safe, enjoy yourselves as the world reopens. Yes. Definitely. Take care. Bye. Bye.